This is Donnie Tuttle, the Sell Anywhere trainer, coach, and practitioner. Welcome to the only podcast designed for the remote sales professional and the remote leader, helping you live with more joy, more freedom, and more productivity. We believe that your talent is not limited to your zip code and that you can build the life that you want while selling from anywhere. What is up, people of purpose? I'm Donnie Tuttle, your host and the priest of purpose. Uh, I'm just playing. I'm nothing. I'm just you, um, but on my place of the journey. But I found someone really, really, really cool in a way that, um, that I, I, first off, I think the way that I connected with him is very relevant for you, the listener. And, uh, and next off, his message is absolutely I believe going to amplify what's inside of you wanting to get out. And I'm just going to tell you, go ahead and look him up. You will find him in many places. His name is Justin Breen. He is the most epic person I know. And uh, at least, uh, at least that I've met, uh, you know, in most recent times. And you'll understand why I say that. Justin, welcome, my man to the Purpose Driven Executive Podcast. Can't wait to talk, dude. This is gonna be truly awesome. I gotta ask, like, like epic. Are you a, like, this <laughs> is the word that comes up in many places. I, yeah. I, I find this seed, I don't know if this started at a time. I don't know if you're like a, a Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure guy. I wanna know <laughs> where that snapshot came from. What a great first question. And no one's ever asked me that before. I have been using the word epic in my life for so long. It's like, like the name of my company, Brepic, it's just a joke. It's just, <laughs> that's literally, I'm just everybody laugh, but like, there's no, like, I always laugh at like people that put so much time and effort into their company's name. No market <laughs> research. This is just, yeah. So one of my, be- actually, he is my best friend. Uh, he used to work at P and G. He, uh, Sold his first company, started another one. So he used his P and G brain. His name's Chris Peterson, and uh, to like do all like market research, all this development. <laughs> and I'm just like, I was driving up to Wisconsin. I'm like, oh, I'll just name my company Brepic. I like saying the word epic, and so um, it's really weird now because when everyone you you see the word epic all the time in like a movie review or you know somebody says it, I always laugh, and my kids laugh too. They're my sons are six and seven. And uh, people now say to me, they're like, hey, when I hear the word epic, I think about you. <laughs> like, like you started this conversation, most epic person you know or have met recently. It's just funny, man. And it just, it's a, I like the word. That's pretty much it. So Dude, listen, I know you have a, a, a past with watching um, movies with, with your dad, right? Like, was there a moment where it was Bill and Ted <laughs> going, no, epic. No, Ooh, no, no, man. It wasn't there. It's just, just always been there, huh? Yeah. So, um, obviously, you know, I was a journalist for 20 years. I've been in the media my whole life. Um, I will say my favorite, I have two people, my most favorite people in media are Howard Stern, which everybody pretty much knows. He's a genius. More people don't know this person. His name's Adam Shine. He's a, 
he's a, a radio satellite radio sports broadcaster and then he has his own tv show he's a he's a genius too he's actually my age has three kids and and he uses the word epic all the time as well which i think is funny um but no i mean it's just kind of like if the I, I wish there actually was more of an origin story to like oh epic just popped into my head one day but no there's there it's just it's just there i just can't like when i was an employee at journalism companies i would say it all the time and um, now i have more than forty thousand followers on social media when i was a journalist it was around you know 10 20 30 000. i would always use it um in headlines of stories i would write there like i would try to get the word epic in almost every headline <laughs> or get the word in every story <laughs> like if you look i mean you could google my name justin breen dna info which is the news that i worked at before i started this and 30 to 40 percent of the stories had the word epic at least in the headline and more a far higher percentage had the word in the story so That's it's just it's ridiculous. I know that, but it's also kind of funny. So, hey, I mean, I love it. It's so cool to, um, l like to, to make your own definition of cool in a part of that, yeah. is, right? We don't, we don't need to, um, <laughs> anyone's, uh, you know, shoebox here. We get, we get to basically define that and not take ourselves so seriously. And I, I oh, just, God. I, I definitely do not take my, yes. And I do not take myself seriously. Like, um, people that know me know me like I have a very 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 dry sense of humor and people don't know how to take it at first when they first meet me but then they get to know me like oh man you're actually really funny at first they're like this guy's kind of like he's like kind of not offensive per se but like very direct and they're confused but after a while they they figure it out <laughs> so I, there's a lot of places I want to go right but I, I wanted to see if we could frame it a little bit in um like let's let's start with a career i kind of don't like that because um for most people that's not necessarily who they are but i feel like there's there's some great reflections that for you and for me like we actually get to spend our lives doing what we love the most mm -hmm. we love the most but right. um, i'm gonna pull that aside and i, and I want to know if, if we can just jump on the elevator and in fast motion like can you take us from being a journalist right in, in the career and then, and then to the place to where you are, who you are right now. And by the way, I have in my notes right here, I wrote down for myself, uh, relationship genius or connecting genius. I put relationship, but also connection. But take me from, from there to here. And we're going to pull in all the, all the whys and the hows and all that. But just, just give us a really quick view of what that looks like. Sure, I can do that. And I'm happy to do that because it explains my story and my brain and, and why I'm so direct. Um, so I was a journalist for 20 years, created my entire business model based on how PR firms annoyed me for 20 years. So there's that foundation. In terms of how I started my company, uh, I was working uh, as a full-time journalist. February 10th, 2017, had my job salary cut in half just due to cutbacks. I mean, it's journalism. That's what happens in journalism, no matter you know how successful you are or where you work it's just that's just what happens so next couple of weeks tried to find a full-time job couldn't find one uh, on april 16th 2017 i incorporated and created my company brefic while i was still working full-time and no one knew i had started a company over the next six weeks reached out to five thousand people to get my company's first five clients so 999 no's for every yes um 
in early June, got my fifth client, which uh, that essentially the reason why it was five clients is um, that monthly income was the same as what I had been making full time as a journalist before my salary was cut. So it gave me enough runway. Uh, so got that fifth client, resigned from my full-time job the next day. And then a couple of days later, Robert Feeder, who's the uh, top media columnist in the Midwest, did a story that I'd started my own firm. So that is how and why I started my business. I didn't know anything about business before starting this, didn't know what a W-9 was, didn't know what LLC stood for. And, you know, since that article came out, it's been a really interesting journey i mean it was an interesting journey before that but since that article from robert feeder came out it's been super interesting because people know about what i've been up to and then they've kind of followed along to see how it's grown and grown and grown i love that man and um i felt like that's important just to be able to frame the rest of what's happening because listen we're not talking to run-of-the-mill people here we're talking about people who are they realize there's more to life than there's like almost like this always a stark line that people say there's like there's work and there's life and then there's a line and there's work-life balance and mm -hmm. there's all and then and then maybe there's a blend or maybe there's this there's, but one of the foundations that you have built on was going and again just kind of by the way um justin's also an author i definitely recommend epic business yeah baby that's awesome man um it's cool we'll get into why it's cool in a moment but when you created what you're creating, it's not about making, see a lot of people make their work their life. Mm -hmm. uh, some people make their life work mm -hmm. or make their life their masterwork, as I like to say. And what I see here is I see someone who has made his life, his masterwork. You've made it flow from what you love the most. And, mm -hmm. and it started with family. Can you talk to us about that? Yeah, so I only work with uh, visionaries who look at things as investments, not costs. So if someone's like, what do you cost or charge? Those people go away immediately, um, not only from being a potential client, but from my network, from being referral partners, whatever it is. So what that's left is, and what it's, my company actually is, like it's not really a PR firm. What it really is is an incubator of geniuses around the world, and we're constantly introducing each other for mutual gain, and byproduct is I'm constantly getting intros to companies that, that want to hire my firm. So I give you that foundation because if I meet someone and my brain's pretty high level in terms of gauging BS artists or shysters or all that nonsense, if I meet someone, I think they're going to take away valuable time away from my family. They just go away like pretty much immediately. So that's yeah. your qualifier, like our disqualifier, I should say. Yeah. Someone's, I have two, I have a wonderful wife. And two young sons, Jake and Chase, they're seven to six. Yeah. And so they're going to take away quality time away from my family. I don't work with them. It's very simple. Right. De define what that might look like. Someone who might take away quality time. From mm -hmm. um, someone who wastes my time, meaning, again, someone who asks, what do you cost or what do you charge? Those people are toxic because they're only thinking at things at a transactional level as opposed to a real relationship partnership level. Uh, transactional and businesses growing are a byproduct of real having real relationships and partners partnerships with people and genuinely helping about helping them. Um, someone who's going to bother me at all hours. The again, so like, what I've learned is again with the cost charge thing, the people that ask you what is what does an investment with you look like, they're not going to bother you. They're gonna, they're going to they're for the most part those are folks enjoying their own lives and their own families. 
and um, they've invested heavily in their businesses and brands and that's why they have successful businesses and brands. They don't look at things as costs, they look at things as investments. So that's, again, like most people, maybe not in this podcast because who your audience is, but usually when I talk, most people think I'm crazy or an alien or whatever. And those people, like I said, they just go away. And then the people that are left are the, you know, usually the most successful people in the world with the happiest who have found joy in their lives. And they're like, Oh, I want to reach out to this person. So it just eliminates all the noise. What's up you wandering slayer of sales. Hey, listen, if you know anything about me, you know that I am a teacher and I believe in sharing experience, right? That's what this whole podcast is about. Well, I've actually taken all of the best stuff from the people I've interviewed on this podcast and other places and all of the people I've coached around the world and my own experience. Listen, two and a half years of bumping my head and doing it wrong finally gave me a formula that helped me to be able to not only go out there and crush my schedule when my office was only a 10 feet commute, (laughs) but also to be more effective than anyone else that's out there. Listen, if you can sell anywhere, you can sell everywhere. And so this is a course for a mastery of those who are without an office or those who are aspiring to be without an office. So go ahead and go over to donnytuttle.com right now and you're going to see right there in the uh, in the header there you're going to see some information about the new sell anywhere course and guess what you get the first one for free so go check it out right now donnytuttle.com and now back to the show so you just told us that we can have it all is that what you're saying justin breen i mean i do i do it so you've said the word work many times and um, I work exactly zero hours a day every day because none of this has worked for me. All of this is fun. So I created a business and I hate the term lifestyle business. It's complete nonsense to me. It's not, it's just not a lifestyle. I, I've created a global company that has all these amazing people in it and it just keeps growing, growing. So I do what I like to do. I make as much money as I want to. I only work with the people that I want to work with. And I'm, I'm just constantly finding joy in that. So yeah, I, you can have it all or whatever you, however you want to frame it, but like, it's just, it's again, how my brain has evolved is like, I was never like this before starting a business. And even in the first year or two, just trying to figure things out. And then my brain just kept evolving and evolving and and basically my day is talking to like between five and 10 people like you every day around the world. And I just like a sponge and I just keep evolving. So, and I want to get into, um, because I feel like there are some tactics that uh, are connected with, uh, with those things. And, but, but I want to stay here for a second because Justin, it's, it's so easy, especially when we, in, in this culture where we worship the grind <laughs> or we, we, we bow to the altar of the things that we have to do now so we can have the things mm-hmm. we want later. It's like there's, yep. there's all of these things and to yep. build a business, it's, it's yep. just, the image is that of sacrifice and mm-hmm. difficulty. And yep. I'm not saying it's not difficult or sacrifice, but we just automatically take the worst path. 
And yours is through relationships. And, and by the way, what you've reflected to me is pretty much like that's, that's how my life exists. That's, that's my existence. Spending my life with the people I love the most. Wow, and, isn't that amazing? <laughs> you said something in here that you said that your friends become your clients and your clients become mm -hmm. your friends. And so right. I want to I see if you can unpack maybe some of that because like this is possible. Some people don't see it as possible. When you started, you weren't necessarily barking up that tree. No, I had no idea what I was doing. How, did, how does that happen for an individual? How do we get to that place, Justin? Well, there's a couple like black and white answers to that. Um, you know, one of the chapters in the book is when you start a business, it takes two full years to really figure things out. It's not a quick fix. You mentioned the grind. Um, that was a significant part of the beginning of my journey. And um, every successful entrepreneur I know, and I know tens of thousands of them on a global level, um, all of them, 100% of them have either been through extreme depression, high anxiety, horrible traumatic experiences. Um, you know, a lot of them have been bankrupt. Um, and the one thing they've have in common is that they never gave up and they never use that as like a, they just, they just, it's entrepreneur life. Like it's just entrepreneur life. So they just plowed through it, I guess, grinded through it. And so what happens is, is when you go through that and you, and more importantly, learn from that, especially when you learn from that, you have to learn from it. Um, then you come out on this other side like this and you learn and then implement those lessons into your life. So if I hadn't have gone through you know, reaching out to 5,000 people to get five clients or, you know, it's just, it's all about learning from reject. I've been rejected so many times in my life. I mean, and most people have too. the difference between a high level entrepreneur and, and most people is that most people just give up or they get trapped in a bubble. High level entrepreneurs, they use it as fuel and just plow through it. But I've been rejected so many times that it's just you just learn from it and it's not even rejection it's like learning and growing from that does that answer your question at all i don't know i, yeah, I, I don't so. know i mean i think a part of it I, d I definitely believe that rejection is either going to define you or resign you like right. you're, you're going to define exactly. your difference from that or you're going to be just resigned to be mm -hmm. just like everyone else Right. Um, because, our, you know, like that part of it hurts, but once you get the calluses, right, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt anymore. No. But, but you've, you've done this thing though, where you, um, I've heard a lot of people say you kiss a lot of, a lot of frogs to get to the prince or whatever, right? Yes. There's, a lot of frogs. A lot of toads. One. Oh God. A lot of toads. But, but it's not like that anymore. You're not kissing a thousand toads. I'm not kissing any toads. I don't even reach out to people anymore. People Thank reach you. out to me. I haven't, I haven't done any direct sales or reaching out to anyone, and I can't even recall the last time I did that. Okay. So, let me, so let me explain what my company really is. Again, I have a PR firm. What my company is is really this giant incubator of geniuses around the world. We're constantly introducing each other for mutual gain to buy product. Is, I'm constantly getting interest to companies around the world that want to hire my firm. Okay, so there's, there's the boilerplate message. 
one it's a hundred percent true to that that so like to kind of quantify that on minimum i make 10 intros a day on a life-changing level just i can connect brains on a global level i don't write anything down it's just in my head so i'll talk to someone halfway across the world and, and they'll say something and then i'll just connect them to someone else who thinks the same way it has nothing to do with business and it has everything to do with business so let's say minimum 10 of those a day minimum a day i get three to four really good intros to companies that either, either want to hire my firm people that want me to speak people that want me to do media interviews like this people that just want to connect um, and again at a very high level because I'm so direct it weeds out all the nonsense and then people are like oh I know someone that would be a good intro for me so um, I strongly feel I say this all the time and I said this before COVID and I certainly think this now even more than ever that there'll be more companies like with my business model where it's high price point low overhead you essentially leverage your network on a global level to create endless opportunities for your network and for yourself. And then you're easily able to pivot. So I like, and the beauty of that is like, I don't care about revenue at all. That's a meaningless number to me driven by ego. So like if you're making $5 million, your company's making 5 million in revenue and your, your company's making 10,000 in profit, then like, Oh, congratulations. You have a 5 million revenue company where you make no money. Right. My company is essentially all profit. So my 10Xing has nothing to do with revenue. It's about network on a global level because that creates endless opportunity for my network and for myself. And it just grows and grows and grows. And then experiences in life, 10Xing experiences with my family. So when COVID does end and it will end, then I'll just keep doing more cool stuff with my family. That's it. I, I love the, um, Jess, I, I love the idea of, just someone who was uh, like we we had this discussion when we first met. We were connected mm -hmm. through and him. how did we how did we meet? We were connected by someone in my network who connected, who I had been connected mm -hmm. to through someone else, and and because we meshed brains, it had nothing to do with what business. We're it just connecting brains, right? And and uh, and for those of you, by the way, that are you know you're in the in the, I don't know there there there's a, let's just say there's a wrong way to do it. Okay. <laughs> right, right. Yes, it's very direct. There's a right way and a wrong way, but go, go ahead. Well, um, and, 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 and you being the, the person who, I thought I, Justin, I thought I was like, I'm doing something when I'm giving one to two a day and I meet this guy who is purposely making at least 10. Intentionally. Intentionally making 10. It's just, it's not even, I just, it's, it's just in my blood. Like it's dynamite just habit. And, it's, and, and there's, there's a byproduct of that, which you've described a little bit of, <clears throat> but there's also something that's happening in you. Mm -hmm. And there's like, I'm sure though, along the way, you, you like, do, do you, you run into the, to the, to the person who's like, it's an immediate, like they are on a different frequency than you. Yes. And it's like, well, Justin, that's great. Let me, let me tell you what it is that I have and why you should buy. Like, do you ever like, what, what are the worst ones? How, what are the worst, I guess, connection calls that you. Oh no, that have? so that doesn't one, that doesn't happen anymore. But <clears> two, <throat> when it did. It's happened both. I'm sure before. Yeah. So when it did um, here, here's how it does happen. I think you'll laugh and appreciate this and I'm not going to name the company's name. There's a very Perfect. big financially based company. And I have 22,000 followers on LinkedIn. And so when 
anyone from this company reaches out, um, I will connect with them usually. And then usually what happens is I will get a phone call because I'm pretty sure my phone number's on LinkedIn or somewhere. And when this someone from that company calls, I immediately cut them off and say, I apologize, I'm ending this call now because every time someone from your company calls me, they are trying to sell me something and not trying to create a real relationship partnership. Please do not contact me again, I am not interested. And um, I tell them it's nothing personal with you, it's your company and this way that your company does business. And this is a very successful company by the way. But for me and how my brain works, that's the worst thing, to your point, the wrong way, of doing things. Um, I don't sell anything. I don't even talk about what I do unless someone asks. Um, how I start conversations is like, let's talk and let me think about people I can introduce you to. And how if someone, how yeah. can I be of value? So I provide, so people are like, a lot of people think I come off as arrogant. And it's actually, to me, the opposite of arrogance because um, what I say is, so like in terms of PR and connecting people at a global level, um, there are very few people in the world better at it than I am. And uh, I'm a really good dad, average, above average husband, and I'm useless to society besides that. So um, <laughs> people laugh at that. Again, I have a dry sense Amazing. of humor. I love it. Kind of, so people, <clears throat> again, at these two superpowers and being a good dad, I'm exceptionally good at it. And frankly, that's the opposite of arrogance because arrogant people think they're good at everything. I'm actually terrible at almost everything. At almost everything, I'm horribly bad. And so I'm extremely confident at, at those two things, but I'm not cocky. It's a big difference. Cocky people think they're great at everything. And so what happens is when you project the, the confidence and you live in that, and you project abundance, then it's a magnet to attract other people like that, which again, what my company is, it's just a giant group of people like that. So it attracts people like that. And to me, almost as importantly, if not more importantly, it actively and intentionally and purposely repels other types of people. Cause I don't, one, I don't want to talk to them. Two, I don't want to work with them. Three, I don't want to have relationships with them because they're toxic. In my opinion, based on my experiences, they're toxic personally. And then for the most part, Again, based on my experiences, those people hang out with other people like that. And so if they did make an intro, it would be to another toxic person. So that's why I'm so direct when I talk because I, I don't want to deal with that. Come on, man. So a couple like, <clears throat> I, I believe that, that there is, when we, when we are able to define ourselves, it, it creates a confidence. Mm -hmm. and that confidence actually creates a few things. It, it will create a polarity which yes. will attract the right stuff and it will, it will, it will uh, repel the, the wrong stuff. Mm -hmm. But I believe, Justin, that we, we're all made for greatness and it's okay to be great and call yourself great at what you, what you are great at. Yes. Otherwise, you're a liar. Do, do you think that that's, do you feel like that that's in every person and, and, and why aren't people maybe living up to that? So there's a couple ways I can answer that. Um, I strongly believe most people are, are born with certain types of gifts, if you want to call them superpowers or you know, unique yeah. ability. 
uh, unique ability is what you're good at when you really like to do. So my, again, my two are connecting people on a global level and getting people in news at a high level. I guess a superpower is being a good dad, but a lot of people have that superpower. Um, the difference between a lot of entrepreneurs um, or even the difference between the people I talk to, because I talk to a lot of intrapreneurs, entrepreneurs inside companies, but they're employees, they think like entrepreneurs, is that people, the ones I talk to, they've actually figured out what their superpowers are and they've taken the time to let their brains evolve and figure out what they like to do and what they don't like to do and what they're really good at and what they're horrible at and all that kind of stuff. I, based on my experience and just looking at things from kind of a floating around perspective, I, I don't think most people ever discover their superpowers. I just don't, I, they, um, maybe it's because they're hanging out with the wrong people who don't challenge them on that or open up their brains or they're too focused on the grind or going to the office, coming home, going to the office. Come, so um, I think that's kind of more what it is, is like, I, I, through, through constant brain work and being involved with some of the top people in the world and being all these great entrepreneurial groups like strategic coach and entrepreneurs organization, I'm just constantly evolving my brain and the people I hang out with are the same way. So, and they know what their superpowers are. Come on. I love that. I love the idea too. It's almost like, I feel like, and this is like marketing 101. This is leadership 101 that really for you to, mm -hmm. to make an impact on someone, they should literally be, they should be asking a question that people ask at a certain phase. And too many of us are ineffective because we're trying to spray it to everyone when really That's right. it has to be at a specific point yes. for you to be really be a, a, a good guide for them. That's right. So I am very helpful and the best friend for so many people, but only the right people for my brain. If someone so, doesn't mess with my brain, they just go away. And you, you said something earlier that I, I want to I bring back. And this is for people who are, let's just say you're, you're hiring a team. This works for you in hiring a team. Maybe you're selling or maybe you're finding a spouse. And it's mm -hmm. the concept, Justin, that <laughs> not everyone is a fit. And so can, can you, like you, you've kind of gone through that, but can you laser on that one for a second? Not everyone is a fit. Not most people aren't fits. Right. 90. Okay. So this is data that's in my brain from, I don't, again, I don't write anything down. I just talk to people. If I remember something super interesting about them, it's squirreled away in here somewhere. It's some type of, it's definitely a genius superpower. I'm very fortunate to have it. And I'll just remember that. So every success that I've had in life, whether it's meeting my wife, starting this company, finding the right fit person in my network or a client has been the result of figuring out what wasn't the right fit or failing or being rejected. So I've learned what is the right fit for my life, whether it's literally my wife and you know family or business or all that kind of stuff uh, based on learning from what was not the right fit. And the phrase that everyone says is everything happens for a reason. That's a hundred percent true. <laughs> it really does because if something was not meant to be or a potential client 
drag you along for a year and then never signed, that was meant to lead you to the right person that, that would sign. I firmly 100% and I've quantified that by building a successful global company where I make as much money as I want. If you want to look at terms like that, that's, I've learned that, but, but go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I just, I see like, so, but, but Justin Breen as he is right now, couldn't hmm? be that Justin Breen if he was still trying to be everything to all these no's. No. no. Oh no, but please, yeah, like I can help. I can do better. For, like it's like no. too many of us walk around like beggars, not realizing right. our superpower. Yep, that's, that's what, what I did at first. I that's how that. I started I my company. That's yeah. exactly what I did. And so, if you would like to have a closing rate of one out of a thousand, go for it. <laughs> uh, and that's what I had to do. Um, I'm glad I did it because it taught me about myself. And if you can start a business from nothing and turn it into a company like successful as the one I have, I'm, I mean, I'm convinced you can do anything. So, so I do a lot of interviews and people always ask like, Oh, how you're doing? I'm like, Oh, life's amazing. I'm doing great. And a lot of people are like, what? No one said that to me since COVID started. I go, well, I have an amazing family that's safe and sound. My business is doing well. I'm just coming off the best quarter my company's ever had because I only work with visionaries who look at things as investments, not costs. And I do what I like to do and what I'm good at. And for lack of a better term, the average person that hears that they're like, they can't, it just, it's like a, you know, they just, it, it's like an alien talking to them, but the people I usually talk to, they they're just smiling. So since COVID all the visionary wackadoos that I hang out with there, there's no panic. There's no, scarcity mindset there's no cost mindset they're just pivoting and investing like crazy i know um one of my buddies in an entrepreneur's organization she lost i think 90 to 95 percent of her company in two days because it was a like a um, catering business so 90 percent of her company gone in two days and she just started another company <laughs> so i introduced her to like 50 people that could be good fits for her that's it's just entrepreneur life. So when you get through all this other stuff, you start a business from nothing. And this is just, this is just businesses. I mean, if you want to say business as usual, that's what it is. Well, just figure it out. In, in what I see is, is um, I think that we share the same belief. It, it, like, it's like when you see the lifestyle that you want to have, you, you see what you want, right? I want my family here. I want to live there. Like those mm -hmm. things. And you understand business and really it's even less than, uh, or even more important than understanding business. You have the right people and players in your life. It's the people. Really, like you can generate whatever you need to generate to have whatever you want to have. Mm -hmm. Scarcity is not a part of the picture. Scarcity? Right. Abundance mentality is the only mentality. So I say that at least five times a day, at least. Whether it's out loud or write it on social media and when, just guess what happens, man. When you write that or say that all the time, that's just what happens. You just, you just don't even think about scarcity. It just doesn't. And again, we, you've talked about magnets or polarity, which I, I love that term. I might, if you don't mind, I might start utilizing that. I've term. already trademarked it. So. Right. Polarity. That's your word. You <laughs> actually word. made up a word. All but, scientists. Um, yeah. But that's what it is. Again, and then it just attracts people that think like that and repels people that don't. 
let me, I'm going to, I'm going to take in, in, in hold a little bit of a magnifying glass to where we're at right now. And I'm going to, we're going to, we're going to, we'll play this one back in a few years and, and test your ability in prophecy. But, uh, but I want to know, like when, when you look at what's happened with COVID and just some of the scenarios that are, that are facing our nation right now, mm -hmm. what, what, what good do you see? What trends do you see? What should we be paying attention to? Because things have shifted, right? And it can be it can be positive uh, and powerful, just like just like your your friend was able to pivot. Um, there's so it's just there's there's so many opportunities that are now that this has created a lane for. Can you speak to that a little bit? Yes. Um, so in March, when this first started, I uh, I have like forty something forty thousand followers on social media, so I posted. Um, COVID is going to provide the greatest opportunity for people to start their own businesses or pivot or create technologies that are going to be life-changing, very similar to what happened in 2008 when housing crashed. People just created new businesses, and it's going to be the same thing for this. That's, I mean, that happened almost immediately, but it's, this, it's just going to, that's just going to keep changing. Um, the other interesting perspective I have is I, most of the conversations I have now are with people outside the U.S. because I, since January 1st, 2020, I've said the term global growth every single day. Just, mm. you know, I just um, One of my good friends, Joe Martin, uh, also has been a client. He names his years, so I decided to name this year global growth, so I just say global growth every day. And again, I just started this global organization just for fun, and we had this chat, our first chat, and this month and it was me, I was the American. And then we had someone from Spain, Germany, Switzerland, Bahrain, Mexico, Canada, and Australia. And the next month it's from, I'm again, the only American. So there's two reasons that I like talking to people outside the US. One is because I want my business to grow outside the US and I have clients outside the US now. From a brain perspective, I'm fascinated by how non-Americans think. And the term that keeps coming up from the people I talk to outside the U.S. is American exceptionalism. So that is a very polarizing term. And it's really great for entrepreneurship because Americans who are exceptional definitely create amazing businesses. They never give up, grind it out. Exceptional. For COVID, it's the worst thing ever. Because Americans think they're immune to this. Not all Americans, obviously, but you see what's happening with people fighting in court to not wear masks. And it's my wife's a pediatrician, by the way. And so, you know, I get, you know, information from a medical perspective that's, you know, a lot of people don't get. Mm. And um, because of American exceptionalism, based on my experience and conversations, America will have more problems with COVID than a lot of other countries because Americans, a lot of them think they're immune to this or it's not real or, or they're, you know, it's just going to disappear. And um, so that's where it's, um, I, I'm the most positive, abundant mindset person ever, but that's where America really can, really can damage itself with mm thinking they are smarter or above this disease and they're not, they're just not. 
And if you were, let's just imagine you weren't um, running the global organization that is Brepic and you had your mind wiped from, uh, from, from anything having to do with PR and mm. you, were, you, were, you were given, I guess, I don't know, a small sum of money and said, go start something. Knowing the environment that you see right now, what would you, what would you start? Business-wise. I would start a business that uh, connects people on a global level and um, with some type of subscription model. Love it. My, my network is insanely powerful and it just grows every day. And like, so I have all these like client, well, I used to, and I will again, but I used to have all these like client appreciation parties and I plan, I actually, so today for viewers today that we're talking is July 17th. My, my book launch party uh, had been planned for July 18th. And, um, so we've got this amazing band booked and this incredible downtown Chicago nightclub space. It's going to be awesome. And, um, but obviously who knows when that's going to happen. I'm hoping early 2021, but so I have all these cool events because I just like bringing all these amazing people into a room and it's just, it's like, for me, it's like a science project. I'll just sit <laughs> off in the corner. I'll just sit in the corner and just watch. Magic happens, it's, right? It's what it is. I mean, I don't, you know, it's a great investment in like other people's lives. And I've seen what, I mean, if you, again, if you want to look at it in just a transactional way, it's amazing what business comes from this. But for me, way more importantly, it's just creates all these amazing relationships and partnerships and fun. And Can can you, what, okay, so I want to, so when, when you do something like this, and, and mm. by the way, I work with people who literally, like, the goal is, 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 to, is to make your workday Saturdays, right? Like, like, I love how you said it earlier, like, I don't, I work exactly zero hours. 0. 0. 0.0, Animal House, 0. 0.0. But you said, so events and the power of that, and I'm, and I'm, now I'm so now I'm, I'm talking to maybe an, ex, uh, you know, like someone who, is uh you know that they run a company they thought about this and now that but they want to have like like i want you to give permission to that person not just because of like hey intrinsically here's what happens to you mm -hmm. but give me give me a business case like have you like can you can you tell me of a time where that actually worked into wow i got like this happened financially because of that for this business for me no but i don't care about that i care about helping my partners so without giving specifics the last party i had was um it was in january and had uh, one of my clients is one of the it's called the magic penthouse um and so they're one of the top magic acts in, in the u.s actually they're global so interesting i said the events are magic then but go ahead. yeah so they were the they provided the entertainment and um there was so much business developed from that and uh, so many new friendships. And um, like the, these events are not inexpensive. They are very high priced investments, but that's what they are. They're investments in, in appreciating my clients or potential clients or friends. And at this book launch party, now what it's become is like, now it's just like a placeholder. When it does happen, there's going to be a lot. I'm going to have to get a new facility. I'm going to have to get a new venue because there's going to be too many people at the, at the, 
at it when it ever it does happen. But but dude, it's just it's crazy, man. It's um and and I guess this personally, I, I guess it has affected and helped my business. Like personally it's it's led to clients re signing contracts. High five figure to six figure contracts. So when and, and when and when someone looks at that, it's it's interesting, Justin. That there's <laughs> there's so much. Again, I think this is a part of the America. When you look at things as an investment, it always pays off. It is when you look at things as a cost. That thank you. Somebody messaged me today. They're like, "Hey, uh, uh, I heard you you spent this much on this thing, and if I spend this much, what will the ROI be? Will it lead to that?" I go, "I don't know." I go, it's an investment. I go, this investment has led to these opportunities or these discussions and these, like, I don't, I don't, ROI. I don't know. That's, that's, I just don't. And I know a lot of people look at ROI. I get that. Okay. But for me, ROI is brain, it's brain investment. And one of the things that I, I can say that most that I've seen, and this is, I mean, I've worked in corporate America and, when I in work with a lot of companies is Justin, I feel like a lot of people do a really good job or at least again, maybe it's they're focused in the outward of like, how can I get new? How can I get new? How can I get new? Mm -hmm. It's almost like a business growth of like they're consumerists of love of new, of new business. But it's like, what's the best and most profitable and easiest business to get. It's what you, what you've already got in the creative scenario where where I believe, Justin, that if, if you can remind me that you love me and I love you, I mean, like, is there anything better than that? You know, and again, is there are lots of dollars that go along with that? Right. It's a you byproduct of it. Yeah. So, the money, but again, I don't, the, one, I'm glad you understand this. Two, I get I get frustrated because um because it's the opposite in my, I hate using the word should, but like, it's the opposite of how most businesses like think it should be. It's like the bottom line is about developing real relationships, not about right. revenue. It just doesn't. And, and um, I, I don't know how that happened. I don't know the history of business in the world about revenue, revenue, revenue. I, I know that for me and again the people in my network it's not about revenue it's about life and so the people are like oh where do you see yourself in a year I, go, I don't know i go ask me where i see myself in an hour after i talk to someone running a giant company in china and they're potentially wanting to work with me i it just so i'm just enjoying my life love it this is and and it this is this is freeing right like, like to, to live this way there's there's free dude you have no well you do know you do know so here the problem is and one of my neighbors great guy not an entrepreneur he's like i told him what i did all day he's like one he goes one i would love to do that i go yeah i hear that from 100 people every day i go well go for it but then two he's like it must be really hard for you to talk to people that don't think like this i go yes it's very hard for me it's really hard because I, I don't know what to say. And my wife, who's not an entrepreneur, thank God, she provides balance in my life. Um, she's, she um, checks me on that in a good way. She's like, you have to find a way 
to relate and be kind to people that don't think like this. And cause most people don't. Um, so that's what that is. I genuinely try to work on that every day. Mm. That's so cool. Um, we're, we're going to end here and this is going to, this is, this is the area where, and I say ends like this podcast is going to end here, but, but this Don, is only the beginning of great. Donnie and Justin are going to continue on. Um, there's so many things that, that, um, there's one personal question I want to ask you at the end. Um, that's going to be, okay. but, um, it has to do with, with where you squirrel people away. I'm really curious about <laughs> I get squirreled away, uh, in your brain. But before that, I want it, like, I want you to dig into the power of networking and, and um, immediately once we met, um, you were not only connecting me to people, you're connecting me to groups and, mm-hmm. and um, you're, whatever you're around, you're going to, you're going to consider that as normal. And if you're around a low level group of, you know, who are, who are, who are thinking at a low level, that, that's, that's exactly where you'll be. That's your tribe. Bring Get me out of that bring, tribe. Bring me to that. Like, I don't know. I don't know if that you've always known that. No, 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 no. I did not. I did how not. did you, how did you get there? Tell me about some of your groups and tell me about like, just, just bring me into, uh, the, uh, the builder burgers here for a little bit. <laughs> okay. So when I first started, I was in all these lower level networking groups and I was like, what the hell's wrong with me? My brain doesn't think like this at all. And I was getting really annoyed and frustrated because I'm a very high D and boredom to me is worse than death and I'm like I don't need a painter I don't care like that's just like my brain doesn't work like that so um, one of my mentors uh, about a year and a half I asked her I'm like hey what's a good group of and she's very high level she's like oh there's this group called provisors so provisors is a national group um, high level attorneys financial people there's a couple marketing people and um, I joined that I was like oh man this is great finally there's some there are I would say 10 to 15% of the people in there think like I do. And it's been great in terms of, again, black and white, I think of 60 X my investment in that since I've been in it for two years. So then provisors met a lot of folks in there and they told me about uh, strategic coach, which is an international entrepreneurial organization. I think the yearly investment of that is 12 K I'd easily invest 20 to 30,000 in that. And then um, that's really helped with my brain mindset. I've been in that a year and a half. And then um, then through that, I met some other people that are like, oh man, have you heard about EO, which is Entrepreneurs Organization? So I'm in the EO Accelerator Program. That's companies 250K to a million in revenue, which I don't care about again per se. But what I have learned is when you get to the 250K market, it, it kind of separates the people that are at a certain level or the ones that are serious. I think EO Accelerator, it's, I think it's like 5k a year again, I'd invest 20 to 30,000 in it. So, so that's where the, it's, it's uh nonsense networking groups, waste of time, then provisors, which has been great. And then that propelled me to strategic coach and EO. And then I'll be very curious to see where it's headed next. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Well, man, it has been, um, it's been really cool to hang with you. Uh, thanks for letting us dig into your, genius brain i've loved oh, thanks, man. i love the idea that you like like you as the audience once um once justin has his uh, his book launch and you've already read his book because i definitely recommend it we'll have a, <laughs> I'll have a link for you to buy it epic oh, epic, thanks, epic business is the name of it right it's but it's um but what you hear here in the like this is exactly like i'm reading this justin and your voice 
it's you. Like I, if I cut you open, this book. That's exactly how I am. Ah, but without, there's one dry sense of humor joke in that entire book. I'll let you figure out. You'll have to. That, to if I find what it, you're like, well, I want to know what your follow through. You'll see it. Okay. You'll, see it you know, <laughs> you'll know. You'll know. You'll you'll laugh. But other than that, my friends who have known me a long time, they're, they they've read it. They're like, where, where are your jokes in this? I go. I wanted to make it as functional as possible, so if someone didn't know me, that they wouldn't. They would. I didn't want to make a joke in it that would confuse people. So. But okay. there is one in there that is funny and true. So we will, I'll be on the lookout for that. We're going to find it. And, and Justin, there's, there's two questions I have for you, man. First off, um, I want to know where you said you, you, there's this little, this little place where things get squirreled away in your brain for, for different people. So I want to know what categories um, I like, like where I'm, where I'm categorized in that. Just, I'm just curious. And then, um, and then I'm, I'm going to ask you to tell us where and how we can connect with you so that we can, you know, we can get more of Justin Breen. So when someone is looking to meet someone with a very interesting, um, unusual, direct brain, then I will introduce them to you. And if they're looking for guidance in terms of how to figure out their lives in a productive purposeful way then I will introduce them to you if I meet someone who went to the University of Florida who is a high-level entrepreneur I will introduce them to you love it that's how genius that is the that is the value of going to college half my clients can barely read Um, (laughs) they're I mean no I'm serious because they're dyslexic um, and when you're dyslexic, you, your other parts of your brain grow. But um, um, the value of colleges, I went to University of Illinois, is really good for networking. And that first step of getting to be like, oh, I'm a Gator. I'm an Illini or whatever it is. Yeah. So, Love it. Where can we find more of Justin? Where can we get more, man? Um, I mean, I, I use LinkedIn as a commercial. Sorry, that's got a, another event here. But um, so, uh, yeah, you can find me on LinkedIn. I got 22,000 followers there, Justin Breen, or my company's website is rapicllc.com. B is in boy, R E, P is in pony, I, C is in cobra, LLC.com, rapicllc.com. All right. And when you, uh, when you send the invite to connect with Justin or when you follow him, the keyword is going to be epic. And um, (laughs) we all know that. Justin, thanks for hanging out with us, brother. DT, love it. Thank you so much for joining us on the Sell Anywhere podcast, where we believe if you can sell anywhere, you can sell everywhere. And your talent is not limited to your zip code. Listen, this is not a one-way street. I want to hear from you. I want to hear from you. Uh, on your ratings. Write me on iTunes or Stitcher or whatever you listen to us on. That helps me immensely. Do that now. But also reach out. Find us on sellanywhere.com and you can interact with us there on LinkedIn, on so many different places. I want to hear from you. What are your struggles? Who do you want on the show? What are things that you feel like I could help you to solve? I love you so much that I'm doing whatever I can to give value so that I can spend the rest of my life with you. So let me know what I could be doing to help you in your journey.